Actors Talk Podcast, Episode 65. Welcome, everybody, to episode 65 of Actors Talk Podcast. My name is Tommy G. Kendrick. I am the producer and host of our digital get-together, and thank you so very much for being with me. This episode is going to be one that will blow your mind, some of you. It's all about what happens when a young lady goes to an open call, a legitimate open call, and now she's performing on Broadway. Yep. It really does happen. It's a strange and rare story, I think, but it's an inspiring story to be sure. Chantel Riley is my guest on Actors Talk Podcast. She, in fact, went to an open call for Disney in Toronto, went from there to the German company of The Lion King, and is now, and has been for several years, portraying Nala in The Lion King on Broadway. And this weekend, February 19th, has a new film, Race, the Jesse Owens story around the 36 Berlin Olympics, is opening. My interview with Chantel Riley coming up next. I will admit, until a few days ago, I didn't know much about you. But I've spent the last few days. Really po- not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that, that's that, what I would do so that people could know what's up, right? <laughs> that, that, that's right. But what I was going to say is, I've I've been poking around doing Google searches and YouTube searches, and I'm quickly becoming a big fan of yours. You have a lot of talent. Oh, really? Absolutely. Thank you. Oh no! Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. No, it's uh, it's great stuff, and I want to get to kind of the journey of how you got yeah. from, from where you started to where you are, because a lot of actors listen to the podcast. And believe it or not, this little show from the outskirts of Austin, Texas, has downloads in 168 different countries Whoa. over the life of the podcast. Now, every episode doesn't get downloads wow. you know, downloads from that many countries, but it's got an amazing reach. The technology we have wow. to take advantage of nowadays is right. really, really wonderful. Let's start off, though, because I know it's a major thing that's coming up is the film Race. The Jesse Owens story, basically. Now, tell the truth. Before you got involved in this film, did you have a clue who Jesse Owens was? I did. I may not have known as much as I know now about him, but I definitely knew who he was. Absolutely. Well, good for you. There are probably a lot of people your age who don't know who Jesse Owens was. Did you shoot in Germany? I saw that. I think it was the whole film shot in Germany. No, my portion was shot in Montreal. So yeah, I was in Quebec um, it was in the summertime, which was perfect because Montreal is beautiful in the summertime. Um, so they shot scenes there and then they shot in um, Berlin as well. Okay. Now you're, you are Canadian by birth. Is that right? I am Toronto girl. Where did working in this film come in? Were you already involved in the Lion King or did the film come before that? Uh, I was already in the Lion King here in New York on Broadway. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, and I got the audition from my agent. I submitted a self tape, and you just went from there. And then we heard the news that I got the gig. <laughs> oh, that's that's interesting. I was going going to ask if you got it through a, a video audition. Did you ever go to an audition like in a room with someone, or was it just completely booked off the video audition? 
it was completely booked off the video audition. Boy, boy, that's that's the way it's happening a lot these days. Yeah, I've noticed. And, and, you know, during the audition, I was kind of a little nervous because I figured, you know, sometimes it's better to go into a room. And, you know, a lot of my actor friends say they love going into rooms so they could get the casting to kind of know what you're about and to feed off your energy and your vibe and your personality. So I thought I had a disadvantage by doing the, the tape, but seems like I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the good part of taping the auditions for us actors is we get to pick the take that they see. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might, I might've done that like 10 or 20 different times to just get it. Yeah. And that's something you one. don't, you don't get to do that. If you walk into the room, you get maybe no. one, one, or if you're lucky, they give you some redirection and give you, right. a, you know, do something else. And then you get two, and then it's, thank you very much. You know, right. <laughs> so exactly. So this was like perfect. Well, now this is interesting. I saw that the film, or at least some of it had shot in Germany and I know that yeah. you had worked in Germany. So I thought, well, maybe, yes. maybe that worked out, but that's not the way it was at all. Yeah. So close, but so far. I would have loved to be able to go over there um, again, but not this time, but I'll be back. <laughs> How long were you on the film? I took about, I think, like a week or two yeah. for my shooting to happen. Just like spread out like different days. It wasn't like all two weeks straight. It was just different days here and there. Um, and of course, I did some ADR work as well. How long had you been on Broadway working before you got this job and had to take off for whatever period of time to, to do the filming? Um, I was on a show then, I think a year and a half. Yeah, it was a year and a half on Broadway, and then this came up. Okay, so talk to us about the differences then. Is this your first film, or have you been in other films? It is. All right. So, so there, there's got to be, was there any trepidation of saying, well, I'm, you know, I've been doing this stage work for several years in a row now and I'm out there (laughs) every night, you know, doing my songs and selling to a bigger, to a bigger house. Was there any kind of adjustment that you had to go through as an actor to work for the camera as, as opposed to the stage? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a huge difference between stage work and, and on camera because, you know, on stage, because there's like thousands of people and you got to project and in order for everyone to hear and see you. And so I had a little difficult time bringing myself down a little bit. Um, it did work out and that was great, but just getting more familiar with the fact that there's a camera like three inches from my face and I didn't have to express as much as I used to on, as much as I was used to on the stage. That was one of the biggest things. Um, luckily from my character, she is kind of, you know, she's a socialite, and I, and I kind of played her to be not so over the top, but enough to just be, like, she had a presence. And so that kind of helped in my favor, um, transitioning from the stage to the camera. Um, I didn't have to pull back so much, but um, that was one of the most difficult parts for me. What kind of time lag was there from when you worked your last night, or, or matinee maybe, I don't know if it was a matinee or an evening, and then you flew to Canada to start shooting? Did you have a few days in between, or was it like, next day I'm on the set? Oh, yeah. It was like, I flew in, what would I do sometimes? Well, for fitting, sometimes I would just fly in, fitting, and then back on the plane and come back uh, to New York. Um, other times it was I had at least a day to kind of recover. Right. Um, before before I was um, shooting, um, it was funny. There was one time I had uh, you know like a six well four a.m. call pickup time, and we were shooting like early in the morning, and I had to do some yelling or screaming or something, and I was like, I am not used to being this loud at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, really? I'm used to like working, you know, six in the evening and getting warmed up. So that was like. 
a huge like difference for me too. But um, yeah, that was that was strange. But yeah, I usually have a day before having to shoot. Right. So, what was your impression of film work? Be that I mean, you you start off on a pretty impressive project. I mean, this is a big project for your first film role. So that's awesome. Do you want to do more film work or would you just as soon continue to to do work on the stage or do more of a mixture going forward in your career? Yeah, I would definitely love to do a mixture. I think theater is so important and I recommend it for every actor that's trying to get into this the business. It's, you learn so much from the theater. So I definitely would love it to be a part of my life and a part of my career. But I also too want to try some uh, some more film. Um, as well, but also have the opportunity to go back and forth. It's always good. It's, it's so refreshing to be on a set and then be able to go back on a live stage. You know, it's just two different things, but it just kind of gets you on your toes a little bit. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. definitely want to keep that keep that um, in my back pocket. Right. So <laughs> when does race open? Race opens February 19th, next week. <gasps> oh my goodness. My heart just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any idea how many theaters it's going to be? And I'm sure it'll be an extremely wide release. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty much opening up everywhere. Okay, so that's race, and it's opening on February 19th. And Chantel Riley is making her screen debut in this film, and we're going to look forward to seeing that for that reason as well as because it looks like a really really good film. I've seen the previews several times recently when I've been in the theater, and it definitely is a film everyone should go see. So okay, we've got. We've got that part of the story sort of nailed down, your work in race. Let's go back now to how this journey started. How long have you been working in The Lion King totally from all the companies you've been in? It's been several years, apparently, because you've been on Broadway for a year and a half already. Well, I've been on Broadway for three years oh, okay. now. So, yeah, before that, I did Germany for one year. So it's been a total of four years. Like This is like entering into the fifth kind of thing right now so right yes yeah, a total of four years okay so you were in canada from what i've seen you were basically working a day job and maybe what was an yeah. insurance agency of some sort at that time yep when you were back there did you have plans for this career that you're now having no i had no idea this was going to happen <laughs> <laughs> i had absolutely no idea this was going to happen i knew that i wanted something to happen i just didn't know what or how it was going to happen. I grew up dancing and I used to teach dance at my church and sing as well over there. And I love teaching. And so I thought, you know what, maybe I'll get my teaching certificate and start teaching at my old dance studio where I grew up. And so that was kind of the plan. And I remember, you know, being at my day job and just like, I was just praying like, God, I don't know, I don't think I could last more than two years here. So something has got uh -huh. to change. And uh, about a year and a half in, I a friend of mine told me about an audition, an open casting call for The Lion King, and she told me to give it a shot. And I said, you know what? Might as well give it a try. I mean, what I got to lose? And I thank God for her every day because had I not, had she not shown me that audition, I I probably wouldn't be here right now. What I want to ask you about in a minute is how people know yeah. that what they're going to is a legitimate open call. But let's talk about your open mm -hmm. call here. So you get signed yeah. up for this open call. How long did you have yeah. bef between when your friend told you about the open call and when you actually had to step mm -hmm. up and do it? See, I, I would think she gave me the, uh, 
audition in the midweek, and I had to go by. Like, okay, the so there week. was no two or three weeks to prep some material or anything. It was it was pretty. No, quick. it was like go. I had to. I, I had no headshots. I had no resume. I just told, I asked a friend to take a black and white photo of me. Oh, this is awesome! <laughs> Smiling against People the white wall. People are dying, you know, when and, they hear this. And that off. <laughs> 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 I was like, please, you take a picture of me quick. I gotta get to the audition. So it was. It was really quick you show up at the open call and there are how many people there 10 or 100 or 10,000 you know hundreds it was packed it was so packed and I remember just pretty much taking a very extended lunch break to do this audition and yet there was girls you know there were kids there because it was an open call so they're auditioning for young Simbas and young Nala's um adult Nala's you know um so yeah there was a lot of people was it a long process, a, a one-day process? I mean, did you have to sign in and then sit and wait and wait and wait kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, sign in, take a number, wait till they call your number. They called us in groups. It was kind of like an American Idol audition. So you get to the first room, and, okay, you have a song prepared. Um, so sing that song. And then that person in that room tells you whether or not you move on to the next, to the casting, to the actual cast. And so that's what I did. I, I sang a song. Um and made it through and got to the casting and was able to sing for them. And I had sides that they I had Nala sides and I, and I did. Okay, so them. you had, you had a scene to do an acting scene. Yeah, so just so people understand what sides mean, they, someone may be listening that doesn't know. Yeah. yeah so they give you a, a portion of yeah. some, <laughs> a, a scene from the show. And did, did they have someone yeah. to read with you or was it a monologue or. Yeah. There's a reader in there with me that was reading along so you do your audition and it, you go through these yep. various steps. It's it's almost like an assembly line. It sounds like for 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 the performers. It really, yeah, it really is. It really and you is. Make, yeah. And you make Absolutely. it through. Do you know anything when you leave, or does does it not come word not come for some period of time after the audition? After the audition, I believe they asked me to come back the next day. Because I didn't have an I didn't have an agent right. at the time either. So I mean, I left my number. But I, I, after the audition, they said we want you to come back tomorrow. So I did that. And but instead, they wanted me to try and learn um, the Rafiki lines as well as Shenzi. Rafiki is you know the monkey, and the Shenzi is one of the female hyenas from The Lion King. So I prepared that. So I came back in the next day, and I remember saying to myself, man, I, I just really want to be Nala. I mean, this is great and everything, but <laughs> I wouldn't mind just yeah. being Nala. But hey, you take what you can get at the time. Sure. I was just so excited that they even asked me to come back. How familiar were you with the show before you ever auditioned? Did you even know anything about the show? No, I'd never watched it. I, I had no idea what it looked like. I mean, at the time, after I got the call back, I said, okay, let me do some right. YouTubing. Yeah. And see what Thank I could God find for YouTube, Google huh? search and Oh my God! <laughs> Somebody out there had a bootleg with their cell phone or oh. something. But yeah, I just did some googling and did some research and uh, was able to get a little more familiar with the character, especially with Rafiki, because at the time they had called me back in right. Rafiki and just get a sense of how she moved and what she was about and, and stuff. So that's yeah. how I did that. So yeah, I didn't really know much about the show other than from what I learned right. online. So you didn't have an agent. You obviously, I'm no. sure then you didn't have an, an actor card or an equity card or any of that stuff no. lined up. Before you went back or before you signed on to do your first 
uh, gig with these folks. Did you have an agent by that time who helped you with the deal or was it just all done between you and them? So once I got to the final callback, that's when I decided to, or my friend decided to introduce me to her agent. So then, yes, after that, I guess she thought that they saw something in me. So um, let's give her a shot. And a couple months later, after that final audition, they had offered to send me to Germany to audition for the company there. And so that's when she kind of stepped in and Okay, so they were going to send you to Germany, meaning they were going to pay your way over to Germany? Yeah, yeah. So they flew me out there. Yeah, they definitely flew me out there. I wasn't going to go suddenly. <laughs> yeah, yeah they let's flew take me this moment just to talk to the young actors and actresses out there who, you know, we actors are victims to a lot of scams in this business or can be. And one of the biggest things out there that I see are some of these, what I call them, traveling casting shows. And and some of them even mm. purport to be working on behalf of Disney or somebody, and they're really not. They're just yep. ripoffs. Yeah. What what are what are some of the yeah. clues that parents or young kids or younger kids who are trying to get in this and follow sort of the path you have? How would you know that what you're doing, what you're going to, is a legitimate operation? I mean, did these folks ask any money of you up front when you auditioned? No. That if they're asking for money. It's a sham. Don't do it. Especially if it's an audition, you shouldn't be having to pay to audition for anything. So that, that's definitely a number one sign um, for that. Um, also, if you do have an agent, I would recommend getting one. If you don't, it's a lot easier for them to decipher which one is real from which one is not. But if you don't, always call and find out. Um, I always love to look up the casting Whoever whoever's doing the casting to do research on them right. as well, whether it be calling them or looking up if they have a legit website and stuff like that. Again, if, uh, if an agent is telling you they want to sign you, but you have to pay, that's another thing. That's that shouldn't be happening either. You shouldn't have to pay for an right. for an agent to sign yeah. you. <laughs> you know what I mean? They should be wanting to have you on because they you know they work exactly. for you. So um, yeah, yeah, money is definitely. The number one. Yeah, that's what I was hoping you would say because if you know if you show up at an open call and they say, "Oh, there's a registration fee," or you know, we're we're going to set you yeah. up for you know this thousand dollar package of headshots or acting classes or something. Right. You know, you should really turn around and walk away because that's not that's not a legitimate yeah. operation. So I was hoping I was hoping you'd no, say that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a real easy yeah. key way to find out if it's legitimate. And I see, yeah, I've definitely seen that happen. Um, like even with like modeling agencies, a lot sure. of them do that as well. They try to tell you to pay for a bunch of stuff before signing right. on with them. So that's definitely, you know, if they want you, you shouldn't have to be paying for them to right. have you kind of thing. If they want you, then they'll make sure that they have you and you don't have to pay anything out of, out of pocket. But yeah, definitely right. number one. Well, Conscious of the time I have you for, and it's not much longer. So let's get you to Germany. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, <what a> trip. <laughs> you you went to Germany to audition for this show, and so yeah. I'm I'm assuming since you did that, you must speak fluent German or must have, correct? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, before going there, I knew absolutely nothing. Like, I mean, I learned the song yeah. in German for the audition, but I learned that phonetically. I didn't know what I was saying. So, and I mean, leaving there, I knew, you know, I came back with a couple of right. and stuff. I kind of wish I practiced it some more that I could still have it. How tough was that to learn the song phonetically? Oh my goodness. It was, It took me having to pretty much have that song on replay 24 hours a day. Like, was it how many of our days I was before flying up to Germany? Like, it was just on repeat. 
And like I wrote out how I just pretty much wrote out every word how I heard it and just yeah it sounded. And, about and that were you way. listening to this in your earphones on the on the flight over to Germany? On um, earphones in my car, every opportunity I had. That's that's when I was that's what I was hearing. So you get the gig, and it's in German. Mm-hmm. So now that you've gone through this yeah. to learn a song or two or however many you had to learn phonetically as quickly as possible, now you've got to learn the right. whole show. Wow. (laughs) That's a daunting, that is a daunting tad. I mean, I admire your, your guts. Yeah, it was no joke. (laughs) It was no joke. So they have a phonetics coach on site, um, which is great because a lot of people in that company in particular are not from Germany. At the time when I was there, a lot of them were from from Brazil. And uh, what Lion King likes to do is have a lot of South African cast members as well to make it more authentic. So, you know, there, we were from all over. I mean, the only ones that were Probably German were our Scar, Zazu, Timon, and Pumbaa, I think, in our ed. Um, and then the rest of the cast was from somewhere else. So we had our phonetics coach um, on site, and it took me, my rehearsal time was six weeks. So how long did it take you once you went up in the show? How long did it really take mm-hmm. you to feel like, okay, I can stop sort of walking through the phonetics and, and thinking about what I've got to say <laughs> and start acting and singing the way you would in your native right. language. Did that take a while? Oh my goodness. It took a, yeah, it took a couple months to just really be comfortable. I mean, plus it was something that was brand new to me, not just the language, but just the art of right. acting itself was, was brand new. It's something I'd never done before. And so um, it took me a while to really get familiar with my surroundings and get familiar with be- becoming someone right. else. And on top of that, being able to, you know, emote, what she's feeling and doing it in a completely different language that I have no relation to <laughs> and had no understanding of. Um, so it did take me a, a few months to really get comfortable. I would probably say about like four or five months to really get comfortable with. with I can't imagine role. a tougher way to begin your career. I mean, it, it really, you know, because <laughs> I mean, just, just the acting, if, you know, if you've been training with a coach in your language, you know, there are, there are challenges to, you know, in creating a character and in performing it before an audience and learning what happens in front of a live audience in those situations right, because, and you know, when things go wrong and they always yeah. will go wrong, yeah. how do you recover? And now you've got to recover in, right. a, in a different language. I mean, it's, it's, and it's a, a real language. challenge. I mean, you, exactly. you, I'm, I'm impressed with your gumption really. And you must have an, an, oh, an incredible amount of natural ability to be able to pull all this off. I mean, it, it's uh, real. you must oh. be <laughs> incredibly talented and I'm sure you are from just from what I've seen in the videos that I've seen. So oh, thank you so much. I really oh, appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so, you so, so you're in Germany <laughs> in the show there. How long? Yes, I was there for a little over a year. So just so just when you're getting comfortable, you have to leave. <laughs> I said, "Bye, I'm out of here." <laughs> I think I got the taste for it, and I said, "Okay, I want to see how well I do this back home yeah. in my own language." <laughs> yeah. So is that how does it work in within the structure of these companies? Do is the broad is the German company or some other company kind of um, a feeding ground for the Broadway show when people leave and they'll bring people in from these other companies? And so were they? reaching out to you or did you say, Oh, there's going to be an opening in Broadway. I want to audition for that. Which way did that dynamic work? Well, the great thing about this and with Disney theatrical is that once you're in, you're kind of into life kind of thing. Like 
okay, is she leaving here? Let's see, maybe we could use her here. So it, was, it, it wasn't a matter of me having to find out where the next audition was. They kind of asked me if I wanted to audition again. But you had to audition again, even though you were doing the role. I had to re-audition. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, definitely had to audition again. And at the time, uh, they were looking for different places. I think at the time, they're looking for Broadway as well as the UK uh, company, London, right. the West End. And so that audition, pretty, it was like two weeks after I'd just gone home from Germany. I had to fly right back out to London. And I did the audition for Julie Taymor, which was crazy, you know, because she's the director of the show. And I mean, it's her baby. And so um, I did the audition. And then uh, I think it was like two weeks later or something, I got a call of, uh, for the offer to come to um, to New York on Broadway. What are the biggest challenges as someone who really is new to the business and new to, to this whole strenuous, stressful form of acting, it is very physical. I don't think people who haven't been in just even stage plays are very physical, but add in the music and the movement and all that, and you're doing a major workout every performance, and I guess maybe some days you're doing more than one performance a day. What did you yes. have to learn yes. about taking care of your body and your voice so that you didn't become incapacitated and couldn't work. What have you had to, to learn? <laughs> right. Well, definitely doing the German run allowed me to realize that it's going to take a lot more than just doing the show eight times a week. It's going to take doing stuff outside of the show in order to be able to keep up because it can wear down your body a lot. And our, our show is very physical, not only for my role, but especially for our dancers and the ensemble members. Um, their track very, very physical. And there's a lot of jumping and twirling and all this stuff. So I had to make sure I set a schedule and a time for me to get in that gym. And not only that, but take care of my body and what I put inside of it as well. I found that once I finally said to myself, okay, let's make a difference and let's change this. And of course, you know, I was able to get a trainer and stuff when I was in Germany as well. And they helped with that was it just made the show a little bit easier. My knees, my knees weren't hurting as much. You know what I mean? Like, my corset was able to zip a little bit easier. <laughs> I could breathe a little bit better. So it made a huge difference. Yeah, breathing is kind of important in acting in general. And when you're singing, it's it's like really important. So. Yeah. And I mean, that corset is no joke. I mean, it definitely has some restricting qualities. I mean, I remember putting it on for the first time and doing the performance and just being completely out of breath and trying so hard to catch up. But, you know, you got to just learn it and you right. got to work it out and work that body out to get used to it because it's a lot of movement and singing at sure. the same time. It's not just a, a standstill song. I'm not just standing in the middle of the stage and I'm running around here and I'm jumping around there um, while singing. So, yeah, definitely took a lot of exercise outside of the show. Really, really exciting journey that you're on. We're almost out of time. So I want to ask you, if you were starting today... What would you go back four or five years to this young lady in Toronto and tell her to do differently or more of to make this journey go a little more smoothly? Something you've learned that you wish you had known when you started. I, I had some insecurities growing up um, as a young woman, and it, I would tell myself that I was worth it and that I was beautiful and that I can do whatever I put my mind to. And growing up, I wasn't able to tell myself that enough because I didn't really believe in myself. And so if I were to jump back all those years, I would definitely tell myself that. There you go. 
you can do all that. Isn't, isn't it interesting? I mean, I could I could share some of our, our empathize with that because I you know had similar uh, experiences as a youngster. I was so shy and insecure. I almost never even did anything to lead me toward this path that I've been on for the past forty right. years because I was just too afraid and I think too afraid of failing and or what whatever right but right. I so I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. and that's that's a great perspective to have yeah it's so important to just take that step you know what I mean that that leap of faith you just never know where it's going to take you and you're never going to know unless you try and I don't know about you but when I took that leap of faith all of a sudden I felt like I was home yes absolutely absolutely is there anything else that you'd like to say or that you'd like people to know beyond the fact that the film Race opens February 19th? Again, just want to reiterate, just, you know, it's so important to believe in yourself and, you know, to see yourself where you want to be. It's so important that you have a vision of your future and a vision of your past. Um, I'm a huge person of faith and prayer, and I think it's so important to stay in prayer and to just really believe in yourself that you can achieve anything that you put your mind to. So I just want to tell you guys, push yourself. You can do it. If you just take that step of faith, believe in yourself, you can make it happen. Don't forget, Race comes out February 19th. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chantel underscore Riley. I'll have links to those things on the show notes for the podcast too. Chantel, thank you so much for being here on Actors Talk. It's been a delight to meet you through the airwaves here and to talk to you. And I just wish for you the continued success that you're having so far. And we'll be looking for great, great things from you in the future. Thank you so much for taking this time to talk to me. I really appreciate you using your time to kind of get me out there and let people know uh, who I am, what I'm about. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you, and God bless you as your career moves forward. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Wow, I hope you enjoyed that story and that interview as much as I did in getting to talk with Chantel Riley. Chantel, thank you so much. Really, truly, an inspiring story. I know there'll be a lot of young actors and actresses that are going to take inspiration from your journey from an open call in Toronto to the Lion King and Broadway performing in a language you don't speak and then all the way there from there all the way from there to Broadway outstanding thank you Chantel Riley and I look forward to seeing you in race as well can't wait to see that film well that's it for this episode Oh, I want you to join me in a couple of weeks for episode 66 because my new friend, Michael Bott, a British actor, will be joining us and adding a great deal of class to the show. That's for sure. Michael Bott coming up in episode 66 of Actors Talk Podcast. If you're an actor and you don't know about the Blab.im platform, you might want to check that out. It's a live streaming platform, and Michael Bott conducts a regular series of actor chats on the Blab.im platform, and they are terrific. That's where I first became aware of him, and I urge you to check out Actor Chats, and I also urge you to check out his podcast called Actor Notes. But more with Michael Bott in a couple of weeks on Actors Talk Podcast. Until next time... I hope to see you in the movies. This is Tommy. God bless you all. I sincerely mean that. Thanks for being here. Until next time, that's a wrap.